Hey everybody, and welcome to the Casually Hardcore Podcast, episode 59. Uh, joining us, we're welcoming DM21 Gaming back. We're going to be talking about Blessed Unleashed, Temtem, all the things that he's been up to over on Mixer. His links will all be in the description below. Chris, how do we get this podcast paid for? Take it over. <laughs> well, you know, as we talk about different games, especially foreign games, we have been using a service called Exit Lag. Um, Exit Lag helps remove lag from games, especially if you're considering like you know, MMOs that are based on other continents. Uh, so definitely feel free to click in the description below. You can do three free days, see if it makes a difference. If it doesn't make your lag go away, don't worry about it. If it does, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> so that's it. Last week we had hunting for games on and that was just super conversational. I felt like we could have just extended the time because I don't know that we ever really stuck to an outline. We just kind of like chatted for a while. Yeah. And then the hour was up uh, and then and uh, yeah. So let's get to talking about games. All right. So uh, All right. DM, dude, uh, what's going on with Bless and Unleashed? Because I, I like <laughs> hands down, like the yes. number one comment that I've seen one when, when I've been lurking in your streams is like, hey, didn't this game fail? Didn't uh, this game die already? Yeah, this, All right, wait, we must have been on my stream for about five minutes, maybe during the beta, because the comments lately have been very different. But mm -hmm. yes, that's a very good question, and, and it definitely something we need to talk about. So it, it's not just a fluff piece that Bandai Namco or Neowiz came out with when they said that Bless Unleashed was an entirely new game from the ground up. Uh, it has a brand new engine. It's a totally different genre, uh, completely different world design. Uh, the only thing it shares is lore and characters. Uh, in fact, one of the guys who I've been playing with was probably one of the only dudes who really, really, really loved Bless Online. Uh, and he, he's in our guild, and I've been having an opportunity to kind of bounce off of him. Hey, was this like this in Bless Online? Was this like that in Bless Online? And he, the answer is almost always no, no, this wasn't like this in Bless Online. <laughs> uh, Bless Online did this and that. This game does this, this, and that, and I like that better. Um, we would go through parts of the world that he's been to before in Bless Online, and he goes, wow, I really like what they did with this place. They really added a lot of detail. They did this. They did that. Oh, my goodness. This is wild. This is crazy, right? Um, so the two games are completely different, and uh, I'm having a blast. So what's the maximum level cap? Because I was watching your VOD the other day. You're level 30. And you're 31. playing. A, okay, you're uh, you're 31 now. <laughs> At the start of the no. mod, you were 30. Um, what uh, what? And you're playing a guardian, is that right? So you have a berserker. A, okay, so there is no guardian class, but that was you're 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 getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> well, again, I like I, I I briefly touched on the beta, and I was yeah. I the the berserker because that's the same uh, one that I picked as well, kind of lion esque, uh, you know, in its build. And I was like, oh, it's kind of it felt kind of slow, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll wait till this game comes out. And release it so what is the uh elevator pitch to like uh to the community here like why you should go yeah. out and try um, blessed unleash is it a free-to-play game is it a bind to play game is there a subscription base there what's the what's the high level um you know st stats on the game itself well it's free to play so that right off the bat is good um and uh it will be free to play on march the 12th so it comes out on march 12th right now if you want to get in you can get a founders pack I'll give you a bit of a head start. You can jump in and play the game. It is free to play, so they got to make the money somewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, the founders packs are a pretty good way of doing it. Now, there's first question usually is, is there pay to win? Um, let me put it this way. I won. Uh, I was the first person in the world to uh, beat the, uh, the campaign and, and to beat the final boss, which is incredibly difficult. And uh, it's, it's, it's kind of like Dark Souls. Okay. So the, the elevator pitch is, is that 
It's a slow, weighty combat ARPG. Not really fast and flighty, very slow, weighty, down in the trenches kind of ARPG combat. And imagine doing that with a thousand of your friends fighting the same bosses at the same time. Uh, you, we discovered some new features in Bless Un uh, Unleashed. Forgive me. Uh, <laughs> we discovered some new features in Bless Unleashed uh, that uh, we did not know. They were not advertised at all. They didn't tell us about them. Uh, so after you beat the campaign, your character can legit summon the gods from the skies. And what happens is, is big demons and creatures and evil things come down and you have to beat them and it like completely changes the environment, uh, changes weather effects. There's tentacles like Cthulhu coming from space and there's gods floating in the sky. And it's like, everybody's like, oh my gosh, the GM's triggered this event. I'm like, nah, I did that. And it's it's so empowering and it's so cool and I I'm just I I feel like we're barely scratched the surface of this game and and I've been playing it nonstop. So if you guys uh, for those who are watching and listening to the podcast haven't seen DM twenty one we've had him on the podcast before he is a variety streamer over on Mixer brings uh, a lot of great content to the platform Final Fantasy fourteen is something that we all share in common that's how I think we got originally connected yeah. back in the day. And so for the Final Fantasy player who is uh, who is like, yeah, they, they maybe they finished the 5.2 story. Now they're just kind of waiting maybe to 5.3 to continue on. Uh, March uh, 12th is they, that free-to-play game. What would you say to the, the Final Fantasy player who's looking to maybe make that transition? Like, what's the what's the thing? Like, here's what you need to know. Here's how you get started. Does I know the answer. Does a controller work with this game? But, uh, like, if they're a controller player in 14, is this, yeah. this going to be a nice a second home for them to come check out? Well, the sad thing is, is that if you are a Final Fantasy XIV player, you play on PlayStation and on PC. Uh, hopefully soon Xbox. Uh, but in this particular case, Bless Unleashed is an Xbox exclusive game for the moment. Oh. We do know they are working on another platform. The only hint they've given us is that that other platform begins with the letter P. So PC or PlayStation. Oh, man, that's Thanks. a tease. <laughs> Thanks, Sean Brody. I appreciate you. Tell us more. Anyways, so crossplay. Uh, I'm hoping so. I've been advocating for it so hard, and, and luckily, I've I because I've been con covering covering the game, and they've uh, they've been kind enough to notice that I've been covering the game. I, I've been able to. And I, I have their ear, and I've been telling them how desperately it needs to be crossplay. So I'm hoping that we'll get PC, Xbox crossplay. And then maybe uh, PlayStation jumping aboard soon. I wanted to go to PC because I think a lot of PC players are a little bummed out about what happened with Bless Online. And it would be a good peace offering to bring it there as quickly as possible. Um, I understand it's meant to be a console MMO, but at the end of the day, uh, they've earned a lot of goodwill with their Xbox players. Mm -hmm. We had a month to test Bless Unleashed. A month. Um and we see the game get better and better and better with every test iteration. And now we're at release and it's really good. Um, like you were mentioning how Berserker felt slow to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, remember one, it is meant to be a Dark Souls, a Souls inspired ARPG. Yeah, so. I don't want it all flashy flying around, especially he yeah. is so, it's such a heavy build. Uh, yeah. You know, just like physical, like intimidation. I was like, yeah, I wouldn't want him just like, you know, like a ballerina just dancing all over the, all over the screen. But yeah. I was watching your gameplay specifically, and they introduced ways that kind of help alleviate that. Like you were just like, oh, there's an enemy, you know, like 10 yards away. And you would just like jump up and just like 
jump down and just start <laughs> slaughtering them. And I was like, I was like, I was hovering over that that uh, buy early access button. I was like, oh man, that, I might have to, I might have to make some time <laughs> to yeah, it, this game. And it's a surprise, you know. And and I get it. Like a lot of people, are like, oh, you know, this is the bless online thing, whatever. It flopped on PC, and and and. The surprising thing is, is that a lot of people are jumping in, they're seeing it, and they're like, okay, you know, the I think the disconnect is that they're trying to compare it to every other MMO on the market. Mm -hmm. Bless Unleashed intentionally breaks all the rules, but in my way, in a good way. So it's not a tab targeter. Mm -hmm. um, okay. They didn't go for the very fast-styled ARPG combat that you would expect from BDO or from PSO2. Or Terra, they went very, they went slower, and they did that intentionally, much to the chagrin of a lot of people who jumped in play. They were expecting BDO, they were expecting a Terra. They got some, they got, they got blessed souls, uh, is what they got, and and that was actually a good thing. Once you wrap your head around it, and you kind of alter your perception of what the game is supposed to be, and you kind of go, okay, and then you get into these boss fights, these incredibly memorable, incredibly difficult. And incredibly rewarding boss fights, uh, everything from a cyclops to a spider queen to you know all sorts of crazy things, huge giants, dragons, wyverns, uh, the whole nine. Yeah, you and I had a, an exchange over on uh, Twitter uh, talking about like how I'm because I'm really excited about Fantasy Star Online too. I have a yeah. A huge amount of nostalgia. You're gonna one get me the, in trouble. I'm not gonna get you in trouble. I, I, <laughs> I think one of the I was like to draw a comparison because that's yeah. another free to play. MMO light, you know, like MMO is a term that is like has a definition in a certain player group, but then outside of that, it ends up being labeling elsewhere. I'm watching you run around the, the open world for the most part. I, I don't know if you'd label it an open world, but uh, in Bless Unleashed, but in Fantasy Star Online 2, it's very hub based. You mm -hmm. kick off from the city, you pick a mission, you go run the mission, and then you return to the city. You're not actively running around the open world, even though because there isn't one. But the, the levels in PSO2 are somewhat shared in that regards. So, like, when you talk about the MMO itself, like with Blast Unleashed specifically, um, yeah. because I think that's, that's where, from a new modern, uh, you know, game itself, that uh, that world feels feels living. At least from the experience that I had, you know, in lurking on your stream and then watching you play recently, uh, I was just like, wow, that, that looks gorgeous. Is it an open world or is it a hub-based kind of game? And I just kind of they have the blinders so so well uh, placed <laughs> that I just I just didn't see it. It's entirely open world. Um, right now, if you go into the game, it is open world. They do have two instances which you can switch between on demand, but they're two open world instances. They call now, them channels, right? Call them channels, yeah. Um, so basically, the whole time you're out there, if if there's a boss that's not up on one channel, you can switch channels. It might be up on the other channels. Kind of helpful, particularly in the situation that we are in, where there's a huge influx of players. I think they, they sold a lot more Founders Packs than they kind of thought they would um, because, wow, it's crowded. Uh, there's a lot of people out there playing the game. They're having a blast. And the 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 channels kind of help alleviate some of that crowded feeling because it is an open world. If you're there and your buddy's there, you'll see each other no matter what. You don't have to join a group or a party or be part of the same guild or get lucky. You'll just you'll be there. Um, they don't limit the number of people who, who participate in the field bosses at all. Mm -hmm. If there's a hundred people fighting a field boss, there's a hundred people fighting a field does boss. Does it scale up? The boss does scale. Okay. Mm -hmm. The boss dynamically scales. So the more people that show up to the boss fight, the more health it has. Uh, and, and it's, it's fun. 
I, it, that that's the thing. It's not just the more health it has too. There's some bosses that summon ads, and they'll summon more depending on how many people are there. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's a world boss called the Soul Razor Revenant. Uh, also got world first on that one. Uh, <laughs> I, I almost soloed it because no one else was able to kill it for the chest. But anyway, <laughs> I had my friends show up at the end to help me out. But yeah, um, that was a fun one. But that one uh, normally would summon like 10 wraiths that, that, that you have to kill. And if you don't kill them within a certain amount of time, they all float to the boss and, and basically double the boss's attack power. And so there, there's the mechanics like that. They're very Final Fantasy XIV inspired mechanics that impressed me mm -hmm. so like for example a lot of people my big criticism of games like destiny for example is that okay we're going to give you challenge content but we're going to do that by increasing the health of the enemies D division does this as well mm -hmm. we're going to we're going to do this by increasing the health of the enemies we're going to do this by um, making them do more damage and then we're going to give you some rule sets where certain damage doesn't do as much anymore or you have to do this or you don't get ammo and that's how we make it hard mm -hmm. um the way that Bless Unleashed does it is, is they throw in some new mechanics, they throw in some new moves as you get closer closer to the bottom. There's like the the twenty percent event triggers. There's uh, they they don't just add more health or more mobs to it. They they do a lot of things that dynamically changes the difficulty as you go through. Um, How does that work on gearing? Well, gearing is it's like uh, fourteen is the most boring from a gearing standpoint right you just equip the yes. highest eye level you can find and then when new patch comes out you just replace that with the new higher version and then you have the opposite end where you talk about like wilson diablo thing well not diablo because the sets but like a wilson where it's like every piece is part of a build and you have to understand how all these stats work together and it's so complex that you really have to have your details sheet up in front of you where you yeah. don't know if what you're equipping is accidentally making you worse so here's the cool thing. Um, the loot is very much, uh, it feels like a looter shooter. It's part of your build. Okay. The equipment you equip will change or augment your abilities. You get different attack bonuses or crit hit or crit damage rates and things like that. So there's passives that are attached to the gear itself? There are passives oh, that man. are attached to the gear itself. Be still yes. my heart. <laughs> my, yes, old, my old school MMO player in me is just like jumping for joy oh. on that. 100%. And that's the thing that I really do love about it is that they have a lot of different substats that really change your character. For example, there is this one belt that I have. I don't have it equipped, but I have it. Why? Because I know in a future blessing, I will uh, unlock a skill called Seize. And Seize is, you know, at first glance, not that big a deal. It's a chain. You throw it out in front of you. You pull the enemy closer to you, and it stuns them for a little bit. And, you know, it does a little bit of damage. It's not too special or too nothing that's too outlandishly awesome but then you get this belt and the belt will reduce the enemy's defense by 36 percent oh boy wait a minute now that's worth it because think about that in a raid situation mm -hmm. now i can increase everybody's damage against the boss that can help us hit damage checks and things like that so it's it's more than just a pull and a stun now it's a defense down i can use it in burst phases and things like that so i've been holding on to this belt even though I don't have it equipped until I get my new blessing and I'm going to use that to actually help us run through rate content faster. Um, there's all sorts of things like that. I got some mechanical questions for you and your and to get your perspective on it, especially as it relates to this, because sure. as, as a, uh, a new, you know, in this regards, new game, new MMO. Mm -hmm. um, 
we've long seen over the last decade, like 2010 to 2020, the homogenization of a lot of the systems that play out within these games. And, you know, 14 is no exception to that. And they've gone and done different directions with it, like Blue Mage, for example, not being able to use matchmaking, but you can build it however you want, uh, as long as you have friends that are willing to run content with you. Um, if you, if you, I don't know if you followed um, the Blue Protocol development, but also another Bandai Namco game, um, just like this one's being published by them. And what they're doing is they're bringing back skill trees for these MMOs. They're bringing yeah. back leveling your weapons. Like, okay, yeah. your weapon has experience. It gets stronger. Go grind it out because we play RPGs because we, we have some kind of sick connection to the need to get XP. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a problem that I have help. Uh, but, the, uh, but beyond that, like they've added in all these different systems, your gear, your level, your weapon level your skill trees and they all summarize that into a battle point within blue protocol so that you can now do some of the match made content does bliss unleash feature match made content does it have skill trees uh how do you go about having player agency with rng in terms okay. of uh, getting people together i really want to know your perspective so all of the above it has it all uh, there are matchmaking uh, there is matchmaking for arenas which are two player uh boss fights then there's layers, which are five-player boss fights. And then there's dungeons, which are five-player dungeons. Each dungeon typically consists of three bosses, right? Uh, and and then some mobs in between and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, the All that can be match-made. But, you know, uh, naturally, beware. Because you never know who you're going to get match-made with. And, and this being a hard Souls-like game... Uh, you will you will have problems, so make friends. I will just tell you that right now. Um, the so it has all of that. You can match make and all of that. It also has PvP. That was one of the things that a lot of people don't really understand, is that it has PvP. I had wow. the opportunity to try some three v three arenas, and they get sweaty, like they get really sweaty. Uh, very competitive, and it's MMR based. And one of the cool things about Bless Unleashed too is that they run on dedicated servers, oh, which is that's a good. big. That's a big criticism for the uh, Destiny Two. For, for Destiny know. Two, is they don't run on 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 dedicated servers. So there's still a few lag issues at being a new MMO with a lot of players coming on. Uh, but that is the thing. They run their PvP in seasons. Right now, they're in preseason. They're trying to figure out class balancing and things like that. So they don't want to lock in any kind of real results yet. People are leveling their characters. They're learning the game. So that's going to give them some time to to build their uh, their characters, maybe get some consumables. This is a game that doesn't hold your hand, mm -hmm. uh, so they will not balance you or, or your gear. What you show up with into the arena, that's what you have. That includes consumables. So, oh. so what, what yeah. you thought, Chris? Because, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I I prefer. I prefer skill-based PvP, so I prefer it to be um, something like Halo, where like everybody's given the same thing, and then the, the delta mm -hmm. between somebody who's really good and somebody who has never played a video game picking up a controller for the first time is that is that raw ability to control, sure. not somebody's like endless grind and then therefore <laughs> having. So so what you, what we've learned yeah. as we go back and we watch games um, kind of come back around the second time, like WoW Classic, when you look at PvP in WoW Classic versus how it was in WoW Vanilla, is there is this whole tier of players now that are professional content creators. So these are not 12-year-olds in a basement. Like no. whatever mm. the stereotype on South Park. That this is, this is literally adults 
sitting there with decades of knowledge and practice mm -hmm. with a ridiculous number of hours and a cash incentive to be the literal best and just optimize, optimize, optimize until they punish everybody below that top 1%. Yeah. So far out of the running that like PVP and classic doesn't interest me because I don't have 90 hours a week to grind all the people who get off a certain flight path or some yeah. optimal PVP mode to get my rating up high enough. Well, luckily for you, there is another <laughs> PVP mode. Uh, it's called Battlegrounds and that okay. one is scaled. From my from my understanding, that one is scaled. The arenas are meant to be the competitive, like I want to be the best. And in Bless Unleashed's philosophy, that pretty much means I'm I I'm I'm able to get the best gear. I know the game and I know how to get it. I know how to make the best builds, mm -hmm. and I know how to get the best consumables. And I'm going to beat you with it. Uh, and that's what the arena three v threes are for. How many hours does it take to acquire those things? Uh, well, let's see here. I'm at end game now. I started on Wednesday at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I beat Gideon, the final boss of the campaign, by about 1 o'clock p.m. on Sunday, playing roughly 16 hours a day. Uh, so what is that, 16 times 4? 64 you guys, hours. Yeah. Yeah, about, yeah, 60, 70 hours yeah, for, okay. uh, so I, for a game. Now, that being said, I knew what I was doing. I had a really good team. I could not have done it without that team. Uh, this is a game that greatly rewards teamwork. Other players, your mileage will vary. You might spend 100 hours to get as far as I have. And, and there's even people who have similar teams uh, who still haven't beaten Gideon and gotten that far in the story who are very competitive in their own right. It's a hard game. Uh, so if you're competing at that 3v3 level, that's not something that you do as a new player that's right. not something you do as a neophyte that's something you do as as someone who's really braved the game and gotten that far so hundreds of hours of content yeah dedicated servers variety of play modes how are they long-term planning to pay for this uh all right let's talk monetization so obviously <laughs> yeah. it's it's free to play right yeah. yeah so it being free to play you can jump on and play and you you, you don't have to pay a dime for the game ever. The first thing I want to touch on is that you will not really be disadvantaged much at all if you are a free-to-play player. Uh, okay. That being said, there are boosters and services like XP Boost. I know some people's opinions differ on XP boosting than others. Um, just to make it clear, my group and I, uh, well, my, others in my group did, but I personally did not use any XP boosters in my journey to cap level. Not only was our group the first to get to, to not cap level, but end game. End game begins yeah. at thirty. Mm -hmm. End game begins at level thirty. It's an untraditional end game, which we should talk about later. But okay, um, my group and I, we got to level thirty. Most of us did not use XP boosters. I personally did not use XP boosters. I did not use an SXP booster. Um, the only thing I had was Valor perks, which was I think gives ten percent XP boost. Valor perks are their optional subscription. They give you a few perks like extra soul pyre healing, uh, reduced teleportation costs, and uh, XP from harvesting, harvesting speed increase, and uh, a little bit of XP on monster kills. Monster kills only. Uh, that's does XP what, matter after cap? Does XP matter after cap? Mm -hmm. No. Uh, after so then you an hit, XP boost doesn't matter. The XP boost, yeah, okay. No, yeah, it's just it, time. 
exactly as opposed to like with a paragon system where like xp is allowing you to get continually further in the lead now that being said i said no but this game has surprised me <laughs> okay. all right because the game didn't tell me i could summon gods from the sky and destroy their denizens okay <laughs> but i could do that there's not a single bit of advertising material that shows this happening not yeah. one okay and so when we discovered how to do this it was insane and we were like wait what and <laughs> and we we started doing this and people in the game were like why did the gms like all right why did the gm summon this event and it's like oh, clock summoned the event <laughs> not the gms i did that you know yeah um uh, my character's name is clark uh so you know that's the uh that's the thing about it so we could get the level cap and they could be like hey and now there's this prestige system okay i have no idea but as of right now the answer to that question as far as i know is no uh xp doesn't matter after 45 okay what else can i give what else can i give them money to give me in return all right, so cosmetics. Mm -hmm. okay. um, the cosmetics are actually quite beautiful. Uh, I've been quite impressed with them. You, of course, get your schoolgirl, schoolboy outfit. That's a duh. Everybody, every game are there has that. Cool looking ones without it, or is it pretty plain without paid? Oh, no. The, uh, the outfit I'm wearing now is not paid for at all. Uh, and I like the look of my character. It's actually an outfit you get by completing the, uh, one of the campaigns in the game. Cool. So. And then there's other outfits like that as well. And the cool thing is, and this is something that people will then start to scream, oh, then maybe it is pay to win. Uh, I haven't seen that so far. But the cool thing is, is that they do allow you to sell the cosmetics on the auction house. Uh, so people go, well, isn't that a method of buying currency? What we've seen so far is that people aren't really willing to buy the cosmetic items because star seeds are so intrinsically connected to your progression in the game that if you were to spend it on cosmetic stuff you're kind of taking away from your progression from what i've seen i have a steampunk outfit i did not buy it off a limited cash shop i bought it because somebody was so desperate for star seeds they sold it for like ten thousand star seeds which is a drop in the bucket to me mm -hmm. because I, I like i'm selling i'm selling gear for three times the amount of the cash shop items. I, I actually don't have any issue with that because all you're doing is trading. Uh, you're transferring the money. Yeah. It's not like the game then said, oh, now we're going to print 10,000 right. star seeds and just push it into the economy, thus further driving inflation. You're just saying, well, I have it. I don't need this. And, oh, you have yeah. that and I need that. I love player trading. I think one of the things we've seen over the last decade is less and less of that player-driven economy in that regard. So in that regards, you got something for, you know, for free and he got something he needed and all it took him was his willingness to part with money, which supports the game overall. Um, yeah. yeah. That's I, how I'm, wild tokens work, right? Yeah, they don't exactly. drive inflation. They literally yeah. take people who have too much money and they take people who want money and are willing to support the game to get it. Yeah. And they just, just connect them in the cloud. <laughs> exactly uh, in, a, and, in a safe way and, and then they take their finder's fee at that at that point because sure. it's like yeah you could always it's go non safe ways we're taking a finder's fee so yeah exactly oh yeah and hacking your account and <laughs> now of course i do have to mention other monetization systems mm -hmm. they have uh something called the bless pass we don't haven't seen it in use yet because it effectively goes live on march 13th the day after official release that sounds like a subscri optional subscription Correct. So you can get items whether you subscribe to it or not. 
uh, Plus Pass, everybody has access to it. But then if you actually subscribe or buy the premium items from the Plus Pass, you get uh, cosmetic rewards. Okay. Uh, they might give star seeds for that, but it's still something you have to earn. So that's one of the things that I'm kind of waiting to see. In beta, they did award extra star seeds. Uh, for no one sold anything. It was just sort of like an example. We could see that, oh, okay, maybe they might give some star seats here or there as uh, sort of a premium reward. Uh, I would imagine that'll still be the case. So I, I don't anticipate that being any different. But in my mind, it's since you, you're not spending money and getting currency, you're spending money for the opportunity to earn currency. Mm -hmm. You still have to go out and earn it. Uh, obviously, people's thresholds for pay to win vary and they differ so yeah i think it's important an important distinction because i've yeah. even seen people call final fantasy 14 pay to win and that's yeah. all a matter of how it's defined on how you define it the traditional way is that you're buying power and in that case like i know in 14 you're not absolutely you're not buying power whatsoever but yeah uh yeah people's definitely like that's one of the things being a content creator it is surprising you you run into a wide range of opinions which is great and that's one of the things like I tweeted out yesterday talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake, how we're just kind of, I was really shocked that so many people were saying like they actually are upset or they don't like it at all. And it's perfectly fine to have it. I'm, I was just surprised by yeah. the volume of it. And because in our little vacuum, yeah. two people that played the demo in the same room, we're like, we this both is great. liked it. This so is we're great. like, how could there be another opinion? Yeah. We've tested everybody in this 100 percent of brian and chris <laughs> like this game and uh and so like but we go online and we see that you know people in our community etc even beyond that like you know chris colger and other writers at you know prominent you know video game uh news uh outlets uh you know it's like yeah people are just saying like not a big fan it's like and it's perfectly fine if they want to think that i was just i was kind of like well wow, that's surprising chris and i sat down and talked about it and somebody even replied to my tweet and they're like who doesn't like this game this game's perfect and i'm like oh it's so good that like there there's a there's an undisturbed part of the internet out there that isn't aware of that you know of a differing opinion regarding like just like hey whether you like a game or not and I was like I, yeah. I thought it was like this unique unicorn that I found that replied to me I was mm -hmm. like don't go searching <laughs> stay stay pure <laughs> and and that's the thing I'm running into right now is you know and I'm not going to tell the PC players that they were wrong about Bless Online Bless Online the predecessor to Bless Unleashed. It was not good. All right. I remember thinking, gee, maybe I want to pop into this, but I had a few reservations. One of my big reservations is if you won't let me test the game before it comes out, I'm not going to pay for it until I get some reviews, uh, particularly when it comes yeah. to MMOs. Right. That was something that happened with Bless Online, and it had technical issues and a lot of woes and a lot of, a lot of problems uh, when it dropped here in the U.S. It should have never dropped in the U.S. Why, why label this Bless Unleashed as the same? You know, outside of the lore. Like, if they are right, only exactly. really sharing the lore, why not, especially because well, that confusion. Well, me, like, it's a freaking Wii to Wii U, maybe? Yeah. Let me advocate for the Bless Online players okay. because they, they, they need some advocacy. And, and, and the big thing was is that they paid a lot of money for the game. And uh, even though part of me is kind of like, well, why? Because you didn't get a chance to really test it or play it. Um why would you pay $120 for a founder's pack if you didn't get that opportunity um, to, to play and test and see what you were getting into? Mm -hmm. The But the thing is, is that they did, and the game was a technical mess, admittedly, and its, it's servers shut down after a year. And so PC players have every right to be skeptical. They have every right to be like, you know, what? You, so you took our money and you made this awesome game that we should have gotten. 
Yeah. Which is the reason why I <laughs> I, I implore Bandai Namco and, and Round 8 Studios, NeoWiz, to please put Bless Unleashed on PC as soon as possible, uh, free to play. Maybe even consider giving some uh, free founders packs for the PC guys who paid for the Bless Online already. Is that possible? Can we please make that happen um, to to basically give them the game that I think they wanted? And I think that's what Bless Unleashed represents. Yeah. The thing, you know, Bless Online was an old game when it came to the U.S. Yeah. So it's the same reason why I. I'm skeptical of PSO2, which is why I thought you were going to get me in trouble earlier. I, I, I'm like, I feel like PSO2 is just a nostalgia dream. I don't think it's that good of a game. Sorry. And, and you know, okay. crucify me, I, if you will. I'm just, I'm, just del- I'm just deleting you from the podcast, right? <laughs> no, and that's fine, you know. And, and, and look, and that's my opinion. And I'm not going to tell you your opinion's wrong. It's just for me, I have no nostalgia attached to the game. So Bless Online, that was the same case. That was the same thing with me. It's like it's an older game. I'm not sure how it's going to be when it's received over here. You know, I'll wait. And I waited, saw the reviews and said, nope, not playing it. Um, the The thing is, is, is that I, I do think that that uh, PC players for, for Bless Online were given the short end of the, of the stick there. And I, I would like to see NeoWiz and Round Eight really do something for those guys and get them the product that they wanted and 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 make it up to them. Now is is Unleashed a new new? I believe it's a new dev and the new publisher Bandai Namco stepping in. But this is a different team who who developed Unleashed, right? Yes and no. So okay. there are some members of the original Bless Online team that are are a part of the Bless Unleashed team. There are some people who are the same. There's also some new folks, and I've had the time to meet them. And, you know, you know how it is when you meet people, you immediately realize, oh, they're cool people. And they're not this evil organization that's out there to steal your money. No, like the developers are incredibly passionate. I've had times to chat with the the lead dungeon developer. And uh, I've had opportunities to, to talk to him directly about the game, about the dungeons and what I like and what I don't like. Uh, And that that has been really, really good. Uh, I could tell he's incredibly passionate. I've had the opportunity to talk to Sean Brody, the community manager. I've, you know, being a preferred content creator for Bless Unleashed, full disclosure. Uh, and I've had the opportunity to meet some people. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, they're a passionate group of developers who desperately want to make a good game. And you could feel it when you play Bless Unleashed. Is there, you said that there was one other thing regarding Bless Unleashed that you wanted to kind of touch on. Um, if, if uh, like any other thoughts on Bless Unleashed, because I do also want to talk to you about your work within the Temtem Arena and, uh, sure. and that game as well. So like, is there anything else before we move into Temtem? Yeah, sure. Um, let me just break into this. Bless Unleashed's end game is not like your traditional MMO end game. Your traditional MMO end game is rush to level cap, then worry about everything else. Bless Unleashed doesn't let you do that. Uh, they will legit say, hey, have you worked up your reputations? Because if not, you need to do that. You know, we won't let you progress. And some people that will actually turn them off. Mm-hmm. Some people that gets them excited. For me, I believe leveling is a journey. I actually hate that leveling is has been trivialized to just something you got to do before you can play the real game. Uh, 
Admittedly, Final Fantasy XIV is kind of like that, though they've done a better job with Shadowbringers and Stormblood, making that story so worth it and fun to play through. So they've been getting better, and but at launch... Five, yeah, and 5.3 yeah. marks a big change in the new player experience. Yeah. Yes. It will come Our, out at the same time as a mm -hmm. drastic overhaul to the new player experience. In I, World of I want... So the two titans in the room yeah. are yeah. both saying... We have been wrong. <laughs> I, I want desperately to be able to say after five three, to not rush to, to heaven's word, and because it's like when we look yeah. at the stats, when we look yeah. at the conversions, when we work with players, and when we help them, because they're like everybody says this is worth it, and then once we get them to heaven's word, then they come back and they're like, yeah, I get it. Like I loved ARR. I think ARR is fantastic. I was there day one, and you know I went through that journey, and we didn't know what was going to happen. I think ARR is a masterpiece. I know yeah. I am in the minority. I know that ARR at this point, because that's not where the end game is happening, because that's not where the social aspect is happening. It's it's hard to sit here and say like, okay, yeah, I get it. But you, like you owe it to yourself to do it. I'm concerned for 5.3 with a squish. I'm concerned with what does that mean overall for the game itself? Is it going to feel like, you know, like, does it, are we, are we sacrificing a lot to get a little, or is this, are we sacrificing a little to get a lot? And if it helps improve the overall new player experience, it helps make yeah. that journey from, uh, from A to end, you know, from alpha to omega, like just even, uh, even more seamless. And we don't have so many people dropping out uh, of the game um, before they get to the game. Uh, that would, I think, overall be the the right re the reason to do it, and uh, I'm looking forward to the numbers. And I hope that I get to go back and remake our our guide for getting started with this game and saying, hey, it's don't worry about rushing to cap. Like I want you to have the best journey possible. Exactly. Here's what you need yeah. to know. That's what I hope to be able to sit down to and do this summer. But oh, it's it's still yeah. a reality. Like that is like you go look at the guide and it's like here are the walls that you're gonna hit, and you have to and you got to clear them just buckle up and do it as opposed to, you know, and then, and then the game, like they really streamlined a lot of the game uh, yeah. post, you know, once heaven's word hits, then you, then from there, it's a, it's a lot better experience. And, you know, and, and that's kind of what I've been trying to say, especially to the more casual players of blood, some leash, because you know, that, that there's a lot of people who work, they don't, they don't get to play 16 hours a day. Like me, um, me Are you saying streaming and content creation isn't work. <laughs> Absolutely not. Anyways, but the point is, is that uh, um, for us, we hit barriers and walls that I don't think other players will. For example, if you play straight through to level 17 as hard as you can and as quickly as you can, you're going to run into an XP gap where suddenly you don't have enough experience points to, to really do the next dungeon. However, if you're a more casual player and you jump in and you do the region quests, you do all of your side, side, side quests and you're helping people and you're doing the arenas and you're leveling at a less dumb pace uh, and, you, and you actually take the time to do region quests and help your friends and play an MMO like an MMO is designed to be played, you won't have that experience point gap. And so I think that's, that's one of the big things there is that they do things to kind of throttle the hardcore guys uh, but that won't necessarily throttle the more casual player. We've seen a big shift over the last 10 years in games in general, too. A, yeah. games live a lot longer than we thought they did. So when we criticize <clears throat> WoW and Final Fantasy's new player experience, that content was designed to be played then. And yeah. so we're like the people then were designing it for that time period. They weren't designing it to like age pristinely 
a decade later. Like that wasn't in the that wasn't in the scope. Like with Final Fantasy specifically, they weren't even sure the game was going to be around two years later, much less be the entry point to the number one game on Metacritic yeah. in 2019. Like that, there's no way they could have seen that coming. Um, and then we've insane. seen it. We've seen yeah. a shift on like games in general also so like like in diablo i still felt like diablo 3 the goal was get to cap and then worry about it but in wilson it's like hey play this narrative experience and then it's going to drop you out somewhere between like mid 30s mid 40s and level cap is 90 and all these other in-game features unlock slowly after you're an end game and so like you haven't even so like it's like oh if you beat the game yeah okay so what do you think oh no all all beating it did was teach me the sheer number of things that I don't know about yet. Yep. Like, like I know less now than I did when I was in the story yeah. because I'm aware of all these other systems, but I haven't unlocked them yet because you have to like build this city and the end game takes place in the city and you have to build your city and you can't you can't start forging items until you built your forge. It's like, well, I don't, I don't have the money to build a forge. Like I just got here. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. And, and yeah, that's kind of what Bless Unleashed is like. Uh, most people are used to end game beginning at at cap, and Bless Unleashed, the hardest dungeon content is unlocked at level thirty six, not forty five, thirty six. So you're you're like, oh wait, so I'll still be leveling when yeah. I'm playing through the hardest dungeons in the game, and the answer is yes. Now, what do you get for a level? You get a little bit of vitality, a little bit of your primary stat. That's what you get, but mainly. Uh, your ability to clear content is based on the gear you're wearing, uh, your gear score, which is important, and then, of course, your defense, your attack ratings, and your substats, and, and how you build your character. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's exciting because I'm already discovering things I wasn't expecting to even be in the game. And I, I, I kind of want to continue scratching off that surface there. I still have a story mission, but we're, we're being time-gated a little bit on reputation, which is what my current project is, is to get my reputation up and get loyalty tokens and things like that. But yeah. Are there servers for this game, or is it just like all, you just start a character and you're in, and then they have channels? There's one North American server and one European server. There's no region locking. Anyone can jump in. Okay, cool. Um, cool. You might have just convinced me to come play with you, so we'll have to we'll have to see. I have to look at my schedule. <laughs> as, Did I mention it's playable play on controller? Yeah, I know. I'm excited. Yeah, well, and oh, the again. controller is really good. It's got five layouts, so you know you can really pick the layout you want. Yeah, well, uh, and you said it's free on what date? Like I'm just debating. March twelfth. Okay, so uh, that's the date I had in my mind. So when you said you wanted to talk about it today, I was like, isn't that coming out in March? Yeah, like it's not exactly. Even out. Hmm. Hmm. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I got. Have. Uh, let's see but what I can you, do today. <laughs> you could spend twenty bucks and jump in on the fifth uh, with the deluxe, or you could spend Ooh. forty bucks and jump in today. Oh, so it's a uh, it's a skill now. Okay, I'll have to go look at those packages and and, and decide. Yeah, I, you have convinced me to at least try it. I played yeah. the beta. You convinced me to try the beta, and I'm like, I was just like, okay, like, how many? Like, and and good. If I may. At first, because it's a Souls-like game, sprinting is going to be jarring to you. Combat's going to be jarring to you. And I would just ask and, and, and just really implore everybody to understand it's not your traditional MMO. 
they break a lot of rules and they did something very different. So when you run out of stamina real quick at first, it's jarring. Everybody's like, I want to be able to sprint further. Well, you know, can you, can you grind that out? Is that something you can, you can increase your stamina? Yes, 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 yes. Not only does their gear that increases your stamina, uh, the Lionheart blessing, when you max it out, gives you a passive 10 stamina bonus, which is really nice. Uh, the Sentinel tree, which I didn't even talk about the unions, Oh my gosh, I could talk about this game all day. But um, the Sentinel Tree and the Unions, you can unlock an additional 10 stamina there. So passively, you can unlock 20 stamina. And then your gear, you can add stamina there, uh, either oh, on a percentage so nice. base or on a point base. That's one of the so, things that yeah. just frustrated me with Anthem, is they did a patch with Anthem that allowed you to fly longer. And I was just like, why not let us grind out that that passive, that, oh, that, that ability? Oh, it was atrocious. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It, it, and, and it's from such one a small Anthem thing. fan to another. Yeah. And I love Anthem, even despite its flaws. Yeah, um, 2.0. <laughs> Anthem Unleashed. Like, Anthem Unleashed. Yeah, Anthem Unleashed. That's what we it's need. It's a Switch exclusive. Anthem We're next. so sorry to all of you that aren't on Switch. Let's pull uh, Sean Murray into this project. He'll revive it. Uh, it's just... Switch exclusive. I'm sorry. That just hit me right in, the, right in the gut right there. That would have been... That would be so... I can't. I couldn't wait to see the Young Yeah video on that. <laughs> oh gosh! Please don't. No. We actually already established. Young Yeah, he's already here. dead. It, it's it's already he's already working on it. It's already recording. Oh, oh um, for sure. Let's talk about Temtem. Yeah, let's talk about yes. Temtem. Uh, so yes. uh, we've I've fallen in love with it. Like for me, I was blown away just by the the combat, by just the subtleness of it. Uh, Chris, I guys like, hey Chris, come play this game with me. And I was like, I'm done with the first island. I'm just feeling good progress. I blink. And then Chris is like, like, yeah, I'm like six hours in. And I'm like, okay, I'll try it. And then I oh. blink and Chris is like blasted past me. He's like, I already know how to do breeding. This is all the systems. Here's the roadmap. I'm like, well, uh, we should probably post about this on work to game. And uh, because nobody rings that bell, uh, like we, we do have a low bell. Ring through. I don't know. Ring I the bell. Everyone. bell. What are uh, you guys doing? I think that's one of the reasons why we were talking about, like when we were looking just our stats that we were talking about this pre-show was, uh, like when we look, our search percentage for videos is massive because we do a lot of educational content, which is great. Our browse, meaning what it YouTube feels like it pushes. I think that they're really leaning into people who ring the bell. Like if you like, cause I, we we've posted on things and people have messaged me, DM me saying, Brian, did you see this article from last week? And I go, here's the you three videos. Here's the three videos of us talking about it. Like YouTube is not pushing out like our, our content. I'm like, okay, I guess we're going to have to start saying ring the bell. Um, Get the bell on. But yeah. So like Chris was posting on it, like there's so much cool Temtem uh, stuff they've released a roadmap all the way through 2021 yes. you're covering it in a competitive way and that's what i want right. to kind of hopefully focus on the the the, sec, the back half of the podcast here talk to us about your role with temtem talk to us about why you decided to kind of take on this arena a role and what is it and why should people yeah. be excited well first off uh, i do shout casting for temtem competitive play with the number one competitive platform for temtem temtem arena temtem arena check it out it's dope uh so the and and it's a it's actually a community driven project. Tim Tim Arena is, where some guy was just like, "Dude, this is great! I love this! I've been wanting to do something like this forever. Let's let's roll it!" And he attracted a lot of talent. Uh, I'm, I'm one of the shoutcasters. I show up and shoutcast the games, and and it's awesome watching these competitors come in and tear it up. And they they're doing things that um, no one has really seen too much in the competitive Tim Tim scene because it's new and they're coming up with new metas, new, new, uh, new team comps, 
every time we see them and they just learn how to get better and better and better. And you see one new comp come out that beats the old one. And then another one will come out to beat that one. And every week it's something different. It's, it's been an absolute joy to participate in. I've been very privileged and uh, to be a part of it. Uh, Tim Tim is, is really cool because I'm going to unfortunately upset a lot of Pokemon fans here. And I'm sorry, but it's what Pokemon should have been by now. Uh, Pokemon, unfortunately, has not innovated as a game. It's the same game that I played back when I was 10. And, you know, it was awesome jumping into Pokemon Let's Go because that was the game that I was familiar with as a kid. And so it was fun to do that and play it a little differently with a different spin. But none of that different spin really landed in the new game. And the features that were new were bugged or had other issues, technical problems. Uh, and, and it, it, it kind of landed me in a, in a really weird way because the whole game was about expanding the Pokedex now. But with the new game, Sword and Shield, they may have expanded the Pokedex, but then they brought it back down. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's like, okay, so what's the point of expanding Pokedexes when you're not innovating your game and then you're going to pull other Pokemon out, probably to release later on for a DLC patch that I have to pay for. Yeah. Uh, and the whole thing seemed very weird and wrong. Uh, with Temtem, you now get this world where it will grow and pretty much grow for free you know after you buy it we get the idea that it's a live service game mm -hmm. so with live service games comes the idea that you'll get new content eventually mm -hmm. unlike your traditional single player games so pokemon which should be a live service game because of how the game is and how it should have innovated is not tim tim is a live service game it's an mmo that doesn't feel like an mmo it feels like you're playing pokemon but with a bunch of people who doing it with you and you could see them and, and compete against them and play with them and soon join clubs and do a number of other really cool yeah. MMO related things. Cross play uh, multi-platform. Yes. So like you're talking about like when you're talking about Pokemon, you're saying just like earlier when we we're laughing about Anthem is like, it's on switch. Yep. That's where you play it. But then That's you have it. Temtem saying, okay, well this is what we want to do. How about PC? How about Xbox? How about PlayStation? How about switch? How about, you know, whatever and the thing that like what i talked about in my video when i posted on it was what game are my kids going to grow up playing yeah nostalgia like hands down pokemon mmo releases tomorrow i'm there day one i'm gonna go play it hands down 100 right yeah nostalgia i'm in let's see what they do i cannot I, I would love that i would hands down i think that'd be great i think if tim tim forces pokemon to kind of evolve and i love the fact that pokemon evolved like it's the perfect analogy for the game and the genre itself then i think everybody wins but i asked the question i said what game are my kids going to be playing and the answer is they're going to be playing temtem because that's what i'm going to be playing and if pokemon wants to be that you know be only what it is that's great like it's going to go do that for a while and eventually a whole new generation is going to grow up and they're going to be like oh isn't that the like the the single player temtem version like that yeah. will happen with enough time and enough investment, assuming that they Temtem doesn't go off and become like evil overlord, you know, in that regards. Like there's a lot of factors yeah. like in play. And when you especially talk about a span of 20 years, but me and Maddie, um, we were playing Temtem just the other day. And she, because we played Pokemon, 
it's a really easy transition into knowing what we're doing. And she is just as excited about the Thames and their models and what they can do as she is about Pokemon because her and I only sat down and played Pokemon with Sword and Shield recently. And that's why I actually really enjoyed the Sword and Shield because I was watching it and experiencing it through her, a first timer, as opposed to the adult in me was like, I really wish there was some more meat on the bones here. I like what they've done, but I was like, oh, well, I mean, what other option is there? And then all of a sudden, like, what's this Temtem thing coming out? And so Chris and I bought in and that's where I was like, yes, this is really good. And the nice thing about it is, is that within uh, a year, 2021 summer, uh, the Mm -hmm. game should be pretty much released. And so this is a nice way that we can kind of help test, provide feedback, um, play it like, you know, once I've, I need to finish the story, you know, as a part of, as it goes. So that way I'm ready for the next patch when that comes out eventually. So I'm not sitting here always sucking wind behind Chris here, just crushing me. Like he's crushed me in every fight we've done. I am a bad, bad video gamer. <laughs> How dare you? I know. It's like, uh, good I mean, Lord. he's chosen to put stat points in things like fatherhood and stuff. So like, it's just a poor build for video games. It's, that's fair. That's um, fair. I mean, like, I'm, I, 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 unfortunately, I, I, I had a, I, I have a defect where I can't be a dad uh, without adoption at least. But you know, whatever. We're going to go into character sheets. So I guess I could just be the gamer edge for myself. You know, but when the, his uh, kids start running gathering leaves in trade yeah. for not having to do their chores, he may come out ahead. Um, I'm playing the we're long not there game. Yet. I'm playing the long game here. That's uh, fair. That's yeah, fair. You know, hands down. Not like, only that, but I know some fathers who get their kids to grind for them and to farm for them. Hey, you want to play a game? Yeah, you see all those ores on there and on the mountainside? Yeah, go and gather those. My, and there's a thought, like, in, in all honesty, when it comes down to content creation, one of the big, like, reasons why, you know, like, I like doing this a lot, it's very educational for me. And if my kids want to get into the world of content creation, hey, they're going to have to get a lot older. Like, I'm not... Um, like I see a lot of like kid stuff and it's like, okay, no, like, I'm, they, no, 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 you'll not, unless Maddie walks in when I'm doing the patch notes, you're, we're not going to be like doing any of that. Um, but if she wants to get into the, in, uh, to content creation as an adult, I'm, I'm going to be excited because I can be sitting here and saying, here's what, you know, like, here's how you make content. Here's how uh, you engage with your community. Like, what is it this, what are you doing this for? What's it about? And hopefully yeah. try to help raise like a, you know, uh, hopefully good, people could content creators for the next generation and then at the same time like you know i've got four kids we're not planning on stopping full disclosure um you know so at some point like i could have like a raid team you know it's like all right there you go <laughs> you know right? it's like and then the, hey, four kids you, you got a group in bless unleashed there it is How you're on your way we got two xboxes i just need to figure out a way to like afford yeah. more uh well hell that's where like people wonder why i'm pro cloud like i have a great experience i don't have to buy systems the internet works. We have a gig. Let's oh my just, gosh. let's just cloud up everybody. <laughs> I mean, like everybody's complaining about Stadia and I'm like, I have had a great time on Stadia. Yeah. Like, two thirds of this room right now have a great time on Stadia. I yeah. have had a miserable experience. Um, and, and, what I know, will say yeah. that Stadia's biggest weakness right now is not me having a miserable experience of this room. It's that there is not a single person that plays games on Stadia that cannot also go pick those games up on another platform. Yeah. Nobody has moved it to being their primary. That's their weakness, is they have no leverage over developers. If None. I had kids, Stadia would be their primary. Right, because so, it's cheap. <laughs> since they don't have leverage on developers, they have yeah. to then create leverage, and they have, and that means pay them, and they have not been willing to pay them. And so... It begs the question, it begs the reason, can we get 
and we're changing topics drastically, but Stadia is an interesting topic. But can they tap into that mother or father situation where maybe they're not gamers, but their kids want to be? And it's like, because that's the cheapest entry point into yeah. games right now, Stadia. Well, it just is the cheapest. It's not just for the kids, though. It's like, I would say. now. Well, yeah, GeForce now, cheap. but it's still like free versus GeForce now is not free. Yeah. Um, Stadia is technical. We'll, we'll be here in like, it will be a couple soon. months, yeah. we, we assume. Um, you just buy the game and you're done. Yeah. yeah. The um, I was sitting down and actually like yeah on that note like I was talking with uh, my both of my, like my brother in laws and um, like one of my cousins we're all at dinner and they were sitting here like yeah they former gamers like hardcore gamers love video games uh, don't have current consoles and we we're sitting here and I was like oh yeah so uh, th- here's some cloud stuff that's coming out and they're like tell me more about that and I was like yeah like you don't you don't have to, you just buy the game and then you stream it so if you've got good internet you're you're ready to go and they're like that would be perfect for me because the roadblock, the road barrier is still that $400 console is still that like PC. It's like, wait a minute. Like if all of us like stadia and stuff, isn't for, uh, I wouldn't say mass market, hardcore gamers today. However, right. it's about yeah. trying to bring back in these gamers who just play like freaking mobile games. Like we were just like, okay, I'm on a mobile phone. Let's see here. Let's just play these mobile games. You know, I and wish it's I like, could play Elder Scrolls, but it doesn't run on my phone. Yeah, it doesn't run. Oh, well, stream it to your phone. Like, I was hey, just. Destiny 2 runs on my phone. Yeah. Destiny 2, I was playing Division 2. I was playing uh, just Temtem. Like, I'm actually streaming Temtem yep. onto my phone. So that's what me and Maddie are just playing on downstairs. And it's just because we have no capped internet, we have no problems, and there's no lag. Like, it's when, once you go hands on, you're like, oh my God, this the tech actually works. This is insane. And then I'll like, and then from a content creation perspective, being able to not have these games on my hard drive, so that way I can have oh my god footage, and so I can edit videos and stuff. Like it is a game changer for me in that regards. Back to Tim Tim because we yes. might have to we might have to get you on just to sit here and talk cloud gaming. You know, I know that's uh, I would love people to. hate I, when I talk about the cloud. They well hate. They're like don't you know because it's not for them. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like not everything someone makes will be for you, and it's okay that it's not for you. But you know what? I could see the audience who would want this. I could see why they would want this. I mean, like, come on. You put a Stadia control in the hands of your five-year-old who wants to play Minecraft, and off you go. Or yeah. Farming Simulator or Destiny. And I just had to buy the game. That was it. I didn't do anything else. Yeah. I just had to buy the game. No, And I don't have to worry about whether or not the hardware fails. You know, I don't have to worry. Only thing I have to worry about is my internet, and 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 then you could play, mm-hmm. and you could play in in the car, you could play on the go, uh, and I'm yeah. interested to see what other cool things they could probably get done with it. But it's again, that's a longer conversation that maybe we just need to. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna have to. We, get you, we, we, gotta, we, we need to get pull, you back. We uh, got to pull Young Yan in the room. We'll have a chat. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> It'd be so. That would be. Uh. Yeah. They like. Yeah. We'll see. Well, when I keep, yeah. I, we always invite everybody on. Uh, and you know, depending on the size of the, you know, like yeah, it depends on scheduling. Guess, yeah. And scheduling, scheduling, yeah. scheduling's a hard one. Um, we got a, we got a couple of minutes left. Uh, Tim, Tim Arena though. So like you, uh, what would be the high level elevator pitch? Like where can people find that? And, uh, and what do you like about it? Uh, well, twitch.tv forward slash Tim, Tim Arena. Uh, that's where you can find it. And I like the fact that it's a community project that's made up of a lot of talented people who are working really hard, pretty much for free. Uh, to, to bring competitive Tim Tim action. The big thing is, is that when it came to Pokemon esports, only Nintendo company and the Pokemon company can, can really run tournaments. 
and it took the community-ran tournaments pretty much purely out of the picture, uh, any type of real sense of scale. Uh, because Tim Tim doesn't put any restraints on who can or how Pokemon tournaments can be run, uh, we can have our community tournament come out and actually run it without the help of Crema or some other third party saying that it's okay for us to do it. And the really cool thing that I really want to point out is that Crema has been really responsive to Tim Tim Arena uh, in the fact that they moved up the spectator modes or being able to spectate on the games to a higher priority to being sooner in the roadmap than what was originally anticipated because right. the demand for competitive play and competitive viewing was really high. Like my first time shoutcasting a Tim Tim Arena match went live to 2000 concurrent viewers. That's incredible. On a brand new channel that had not existed before. It was like a week old by the time I had joined the team. And that was incredible. Now it's gone down, obviously, as the hype from Tim Tim is sort of, you know, like, okay, we're waiting for the next thing. But yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how the game handles such a long roadmap between the initial hype generation. Oh my God, it's Pokemon MMO and yeah. full release. Um, because like my brothers, for example, they would only be playing for PvP. So like I can look at the roadmap and I can see where their on-ramp is, right? When we start to see MMR-based PvP and tournaments get added, which are both on the roadmap, when that comes on, that's their natural point. Breeding, yeah. playing the story, that doesn't interest them. So playing now would really be a waste of, of kind of their time if they well, don't why? want to go engage in something. Well, because when just, I last talked to them, there to wasn't Tim, social Tim, stuff. No, there my wasn't social stuff. Go, go to Tim Tim Marina on Twitter, join their Discord, and register for a tournament. Anybody can register. That's the thing, is okay. that the way that we're billing it and the way that we're building it as a community is that you don't need MMR. You don't need that. We got you already handled. You want competitive play? We got you. Interesting. Yeah, I'm um, on the uh, I'm on the Discord, so I just need to I just need to finish the the last uh, thing. I'm gonna see if I can't get me some competitive Tim Tim. I'm probably gonna get the floor mapped. It's been a long time since I've done. It's really cool, man. Uh, tournaments. I, I did not oh, yeah. know this was a thing. Yeah, yeah that's why I, mean, I was like, I'm yeah. really excited for Chris, for us to talk about. It's like, oh man, I, I'm gonna surprise Chris with this because uh, I don't think he's aware because he's mopped mm -hmm. the floor with me. I need to get good. I'm just gonna I'm not gonna lie. I'm uh, my skills in Temtem uh, are lacking. I do. I'm, I need to bring. I need to turn on the ginger power and and, and just bring <laughs> it in. You know, just like yeah. I used to be very competitive, um, like fighting. I love fighting games uh, and, and different kind of tournaments, things like that. And this is before all that really kind of blew up big, and before I became a dad. So there's obviously like you know what kind of balance and time uh, right. is is allocated that I can I can put to it, but. Yeah, okay. Uh, guys, be sure to go check out the Tim Tim Arena. Be sure to follow DM21 Gaming on all his socials. Uh, streams over uh, almost daily. Like, there's been a couple times where I've been like, I like to go lurk and support uh, and, and farm, uh, you know, sparks on Mixer. And sometimes I go online, you're not alive. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I guess I'm sleeping. I guess uh, I guess I'll go watch somebody else over on Mixer. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, uh, you're one of my favorite creators over there. I re really appreciate uh, what you do, what you bring to uh, all the communities and all the games that you play. Truly, I think pa obviously no uh, passionate, passionate gamer, and hopefully you continue to grow and see success. Where can people find you? Uh, is there anything else that we ha that uh, you want to say before we wrap up the show? 
Uh, well, they can find me at mixer.com forward slash DM21gaming. You can also find me on YouTube. Uh, if those people who are skeptical on Bless Unleashed, you want to learn a little bit more, I got some videos there. Remind, all those videos were before the Head Start launch. Um, so for those wondering, well, hey, does he still like or play the game? The answer is yes. I'm playing the game religiously on Mixer. That's the reason why there's no new videos is I can't stop playing. Uh, it's bad. Uh, it, I have an addiction. Someone help me. Uh, the the uh uh chan's like get razzing you you're insane yeah, you're not really no, tylerium, tylerium's a great guy no 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 but like but seriously though it's it's uh mix.com for slash dm21 gaming and please if you are interested at all in competitive tim tim do take a look at tim tim arena on twitter or on twitch join the discord and you can register for competitive games today there's no reason to wait for mmr or tournaments hosted by crema they're doing this now and they're giving us the tools that we need to continue being successful uh you could be in a fully shout casted tim tim arena match uh shoot I, I think they're running a tournament on friday so uh jump on it jump on it chris where can people find us what are we working on uh, working through 5.2 stuff, so maybe another round of Final Fantasy 14 videos is, is in the mix as we wait for the beginning of Relic stuff. We've been playing a fair bit of Wilson, so, um, and there, there's always other games in our lives. We, we talked a lot about Final Fantasy 7 this week, um, and then that'll go dead until April 10th, is that right? Maybe that date's just in my head. Um, and uh, last week we had Hunt for Games. That was an awesome, awesome podcast. Next week we have Tate uh, scheduled. So that is the plan for next week's podcast. Um, thank you so much for coming on, DM21. I'm yeah. going to go learn more about Pokemon Arena. This was a blast. <laughs> Tim Tim Arena? Well, it's it's so Tim interchangeable. Tim. I'm Sorry. always like, yeah. It's so, yeah. Tim Tim Arena. I want to fight <laughs> the, you. If we have more time to talk, I'd tell you why the battle system in Tim Tim is so unique and different from Oh, Pokemon. it's better. And it's so better. It's so much better. When I sat down to dream yeah. up my perfect team, looking at all of the current available Tims and their evolutions and looking at the different, um, their different base stat levels before you factor in SVs and TVs and stuff, like immediately it was like, actually Pokemon knowledge will help get you in the door, but it's almost a negative thing when yep. balancing a team because 100%. it's giving you, it, it's not, it's not the same. It's very different. Uh, like, 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 I don't want to prolong the yeah. show, but yeah, 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 it's great. It's a thing. Well, we'll have him back. Obviously, this is your second <laughs> your second round, so we definitely need to get you back with less of a gap because there's just so much to talk about. So look forward to future podcast uh, with DM here, Bicycle Walrus. Uh, <laughs> and all that. So anyway, we'll wrap up our show in our traditional fashion. For work to game, my name is Brian. My name is Chris. Oh, am I supposed to say something? It's up to you. Uh, I'm Bicycle Arts from DM21 Gaming. Yeah, yeah. All right, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, thanks for listening. We're all pi uh, podcasts are found, YouTube, iTunes. Anyway, leave us a like, leave us a, a review. Let us know what you're thinking in the comments below. Thanks so much for hanging out, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Oh, there's the camera. <laughs>